listen, I know that the things I say about dating are crazy. I'm not saying I'm good at this. This is just how I think about it. I'm not saying any of this is correct. It's all wrong. Who is good at dating? Always be criticizing me on YouTube all the time. They're like, well, you're, you're overthinking it. Bitch, I think I'm underthinking it. It's also like, <laughs> who's thinking it? Who's thinking who's it? Who's thinking it? Who's correctly thinking it? Hello, welcome back to Not For Everyone. I'm Jess. Is that Caroline over there that's dancing? I'm here. You know, I'm dancing because I love watching your getting ready to do the intro face. You just like (laughs) pause because we're already talking and then you pause and like your eyes go up and you start smiling and they go back and forth and I'm like, oh my God, it's coming out. The intro's coming out. I love watching it. It's like a different, it's not a different voice because I would like to claim that I have the podcast voice all the time in my day-to-day life because literally Uh I'll like, I was getting my hair done recently and I mentioned to my stylist that I started a new podcast and she was like, oh, of course you did. You have such a voice for it. So I I claim that that is my thing moving through the world. Mm-hmm. But there is a different like energy behind the voice that I have totally. to channel when I do at least the intro. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you got to think about what you're going to say. Right. Yeah. I and it's weird it. to welcome. It's like I'm welcoming people, but nobody's here. It's just we've me. Been here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to get into that space, too, of like there's I'm. Inviting people into our home, you know, I know our proverbial virtual home together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll let you do the intro now. Oh, well, that was really, you know, I felt good about that one. We're not for oh. everyone. I just wanted to tell people because I think in the last episode, we forgot to say it. And, uh, you know, if they're listening, they see it on their phone, but maybe it's good to say the words, get it in people's heads so that you're thinking about us. We're not for everyone. I'm Jess. That's Caroline. And we're feeling good coming back from a break. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks because we pre-recorded the last episode. So mm-hmm. I feel like a new energy and just excitement to be sitting with you, you know, and I want to know what's on your mind. Totally. Yeah. I We, let's say we took one week off of recording because we pre-recorded, as you said, I took a couple days off of YouTube and over Christmas break. And I really thought I was feeling burnt out. And I was like, I need a month off. I need a month. But even after a month, it's not, and it was like, I need like two and a half days. Like I just needed yeah. a weekend. I just needed a weekend for the first time in a long time. And then I just felt instantly, I was texting you, supposed to be on vacation, just like so excited and feeling creative juices and voice moving each other. It's a good feeling to come back. It's a good feeling to come back to something you're excited for. This is exactly the way that I'd like to be capping my time off right before tomorrow going back to my day job. Like Mm. it's going to send me into the week in the right headspace that I wouldn't be able to get from that alone. So and I totally I totally hear you, too, on the like, oh, I need a month off. Like I can't when you're just burnt out after weeks and months on end of whatever you've been working on and spending your time on. And then you feel like you need so long. And it really is so amazing how quickly we can bounce back after just like a couple days of rest depending it depends it depends because it depends like how bad your life is like I I actually like what I'm doing I like my work I was just really tired but if it's a job where like you hate every second there's no long weekend that will ever do the trick 
That's exactly what I was just about to say because I was like, wait, but I get two days every week after my regular job. I get Saturday and Sunday and it's never enough. It's never enough. It just depends on, it depends on what you're taking the break from and how much you actually love doing it and want to go back to it. Just like literally need a break, but I follow this guy I've talked about in some videos before Adam Grant. He is an organizational psychologist and everyone should follow him. He's got a great Instagram. He's the best. He's written a bunch of books. I love his Instagram though. Very bite-sized. Lots of thoughts about community, the world, companies, work-life balance, all that stuff. He commented something about like the weekend should not be a time where you get to recuperate from surviving the five days of work. Like Mm. That that's already burnout. Like you shouldn't have to get through to the, I'm not saying it the right way, but like there should be recharge within each day. Like if it's killing you so much that you're just living for the weekend. Yeah. Something's not quite right. Which is, which is, which is like most people. It's like most people kind of hate their day job. It's, you know, but um, I just thought that was interesting because when, yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, a hundred percent I'm the weekend. Yeah. Is me trying to just survive the rest of the week. Well, I think it's cultural, like our, the way that at least in America things operate is like in in a capitalist America is that the weekend has become that time that everyone's just like racing to get to. And then once you get to it, you're so tired that you need it. You like could not have gone another day of your, your day job. You need the weekend to completely recharge and recuperate. Then you don't actually get to spend the weekend doing things that you know, maybe fill up your cup. You just literally mm-hmm. fill up your like battery before you can fill up. It's like hierarchy of needs. Like yeah. before you can even go and do your hobby or see your friends or whatever, you just have to survive um, and rest and recharge. And then it's over and you do the week again. I feel like that's partly something that you can work on as an individual in your life, but it's also something that culturally like that's our norm and it's really hard to break out of. Right. Um, Yeah. We've got all these like slang terms, you know, Sunday scaries and all those things like it around to put words to a culture that we all live. Most people live. And it is kind of one of those things, too, that like you almost feel like it's a way to fit in if you're lamenting about your Sunday scaries or you're lamenting about your burnout. Like it's cool to be tired. I really want to break Ugh, out of that. I you hate know? that. I hate, I hate that. it so much. And I've Such been touching myself and stopping myself from doing Hustle that brag. over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're all tired. We're all busy. I because don't that, care. Are you it's bragging about that's how your life is? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, yeah, we've all been there, but I think it's when people make it their personality trait. They're like, yeah. this is my personality trait is that I work really hard is that I'm always tired. I'm so exhausted. I'm burned out. Like, look how much I do. It's like, okay, cool. It's your life where you are going to die. Like we're, we're both going to die. And is that how you want to spend it? Like sometimes you don't have a choice and it's a luxury to be able to get out of jobs or Mm -hmm. to get to a better situation. We all have to do it sometimes be in a tough situation, but there's a certain like leaning into it. Totally. I don't know. That's kooky, but yeah. I feel like people who actually are on the less privileged side of the spectrum and um, are some of those working the hardest and who are the most deserving of like a hustle brag or complaining about that or whatever. 
are the ones who like do it the least, you know, who it's balance always, their life better. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because they're like, yeah. I have to do, I have to work this hard and hustle this hard to provide for my family or, um, support like the, the side hustle that I'm building or whatever. And those are the people yeah. who like truly, I don't know, they have their priorities in check. Whereas the people who are bragging about how busy they are, are the ones who like want to overcompensate for something for a gap that they're feeling, you know? Right. I, I would guess the difference there I'm making huge sweeping generalizations here, but like, I would guess the difference there is that like to work a job because you're providing for your family, like that that's a lot of meaning. There's a lot of meaning yeah. in that. I cringe a little bit when people are like, you have to do what you love. It's like that. First of all, that's a fucking privilege. Not everyone can totally. do that. Who's going to clean the fucking streets? Like who's going to teach the kids? The kids suck. I don't know if you've met kids, but they suck to teach. Like <laughs> it's not a privilege for everybody to do what they love. You can get that fulfillment from different places in your life. What was my point? But like, yeah, work, work in your job because it lets you support your family or gives to your community or lets you get a paycheck to live the life you want. Like those are very valid forms of meaning to get from your work. But if you're just working so hard at your job because it's how, that's what everyone does and that's what your friends do and you're actually just not living your life the way you want to, then you kind of have to cling to hustling and overworking as a badge of honor. Otherwise, why? Yeah are you doing it yeah it's so true yeah it becomes your personality trait okay i got a i got a rant for you tell me is this a segment (laughs) actually this isn't even a rant this isn't a rant this is a this is a delight yeah i think this is a segment this is two things i have a follow-up about steve okay i've been wondering a really positive one okay good (laughs) i also hate calling him steve steve is not the right steve is not correct yeah, I get not that. Steve. I'm going to call him non, maybe non-Steve, not Steve. Non-Steve, I love it. <laughs> non-Steve. I love but it. our people, hopefully, I mean, if you are listening today, but you have not heard of Steve, you need to go back and listen to episode three, I believe. And also, if you're listening and like confused, just let's let's make sure the people know Steve is non-Steve. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Steve, who we talked yeah. about then. We're changing it to non-Steve. I just don't want them to think it's a second dude. No, I take your point. I'm doing a bad job of this. I am. And you can do whatever you want. This is your po- this is your podcast. I'm just this I'm just laying podcast. the groundwork for you to do what you want on your podcast. I'm gonna change yeah. his name every week. Okay, I love that. Non-Steve is this guy I've been dating. There have been some major miscommunication or like communication difficulties. Maybe it's cultural differences. Maybe it's language barrier. I think it's also very likely that we're both fairly indirect people. Um, mm. I'm I'm very That's a surprise. <laughs> I'm very honest, but I'm I'm not really very direct romantically. I'm direct everywhere else. Like all of my friends would say, "Bitch, you're too direct." Anyone I work with, "Bitch, you're too direct." But the, it, I'm something happens to me. Yeah. I get in, it. in dating I'm really I'll say I'm really bad at it I feel confident in a lot of areas of my life I'm not good at dating I'm not good at being in relationships I'm great at being in breakups I'm great <laughs> at some other shit but um I I'm really not it's very hard I think I'm being direct in dating and I'm not I think so, that's a lot of us so heard yeah. very much understand that I feel like okay. I've been pushing myself to be more direct lately and I'm like oh, oh. this is what actually being direct is like 
it's strange. It's uncomfortable. It's a good thing, but it's yeah. It's like I thought I've been doing this the whole time. But... I thought I've been doing <laughs> it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I guess now that I'm hearing what it actually is, this is definitely different from what I've been doing for the last however many years. I know. You know? So the deal with Steve is that we are um, we're dating, and most of the drama from episode three was that like I did not know if we were exclusive or not, and I didn't know what he thought we were not because we didn't talk about it we did talk about it and the Mm -hmm. conversation left me very confused and this has been bothering me and bothering me and bothering because I don't want to do the wrong thing I don't want to do something that he would interpret as like betraying what he expected but I also don't like keep bringing up the conversation because I (laughs) yeah because like we just keep having the conversation and I don't know what's where if we're both on the same page So I've been stressing about it. And over Christmas, we've been apart for like a month. And eventually it came up in some natural way, actually over text, which I think written communication for this has been really helpful because it's like, we've got a transcript. Interesting. Anyway, I ended up having a very, I ended up having to say something like that I found very uncomfortable, which is this talk about like our non-exclusivity it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about but I basically was like just to confirm we are not being exclusive correct right is that right do you feel the same how did you exactly phrase that like that oh it was so clumsy the number of drafts I had to write in my phone and then first first I'll write the drafts in my notes and then I will copy paste and send it to myself as a text to see what it looks like as a text because sometimes once you press send on the text, it looks different. And you're like, that's a crazy thing. It looked fine in the notes app. <laughs> you have to see it on but, the blue bubble. Oh, you have yeah. To see how many lines is it? Can't it can't be green. It can't be green. It has to be blue. Yeah. How many lines is it? <laughs> also, everyone's going to come at me for like, listen, I know that the things I say about dating are crazy. I'm not saying I'm good at this. This is just how I think about it. I'm not saying it's this real. is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not who's saying people, any of this is who's correct. Good at, it's who's always good wrong. at dating? Hoes be criticizing claims- me. Hoes be criticizing me on YouTube all the time. They're like, "Well, you're you're overthinking it, bitch." I think I'm underthinking it. It's also like, who's not? Who's who's thinking it? Who's thinking it? Who's, who's thinking correctly it? thinking also, it? Please, please bring me the receipts of your successful marriage because I, I think I've met like one marriage in my life that I respect. So chances are I don't respect the relationship you're in. Thank you for the input though. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Also, or even if I respect it, it's like I could respect it for you but not want it for myself. So for yes. you to come at me with whatever yeah. you think is the right way when like we are two different people who want two different things and are yes. dealing with two different other people. Who is asking for your what? input? Are you going to fuck me for my lifetime? I don't, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think that's what the subtext is. They're just like, oh, people write the craziest shit. It's really hard to talk about dating on the internet. People write the craziest shit. And they love it. That's what they love. People love to talk about dating on the internet. They love to hear about dating on it. They're, they're all like some of the most like best performing videos I do, but it's hard. Like if I, if I wanted to just like have a booming success, I would just do dating videos all the time. But like sometimes I can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you sent this text. Okay. So I sent this text and most importantly, I was so afraid to send it because I don't know, we had this, we had just experiencing like this new level of like conversational intimacy. And he was just like, he just like said and did things that I really appreciated. And it felt like a new level of him opening up and 
having to send a difficult text, my first thought is like, oh my God, he's going to be mad at me. He's going to punish me. Um, he's going to like retreat or like emotionally punish me. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to pay for this, you know, whatever. That's my experience. And I was so afraid and I had to talk myself down. Like I know the therapy that my Nancy, my therapist would be like, okay, but if he's the guy that does that, when you say something honest and something right. direct, then that's important information because you don't really want to be in a relationship with them. Um, so it's like even getting a really bad reaction is super, super important information. I think if you say the thing that is honest and you're like respecting both of you, there's no way to lose. The response is only totally helpful information. You cannot control anyone else's yeah. response. You can only uh, control what you put out there. It's the hardest thing, but it I is like at the <laughs> core of everything I go to therapy for is like, I cannot control my partner. I cannot control my mom. I cannot control my friend. I cannot control what they're going to do, but I can control that I'm proud of what I said and what I, I put out there and that it came up from a place of respect and you know, love or whatever the feeling is. And that's all you can fucking do. And yeah, it's but it's so much easier said than done, obviously. Like Ugh. the whole thing of um, if he doesn't respond in a positive way, then that's not your person or you're, you're going to, you're going to, that's good information to have. Yes, that's true. And also that fucking sucks. And it's so much so harder scary. to get through your thick skull than, than we yeah. want it to be, you know? And I think it sounds so petty to describe this situation. You know, when you're, when you're hearing someone else describe it, you're like, yeah, no shit. Like if he sucks, he sucks, write him off. But when you're in it, anybody, anybody knows, like I've never met somebody dating someone they liked or whatever, who was just chill about shit. Okay. Mm -mm. I got no chill. So I sent it to him and, um, and he just had a really lovely response. Hmm. And it, it was just, it felt really easy. It like built like this new flavor of trust with him. And he didn't make me feel weird for saying it. I think he fucking yeah. hearted it. Gave me a fucking Aww. heart. And for like saying something extremely uncomfortable. I felt extremely uncomfortable. And like is possibly hurtful. But yeah. ultimately like I want to keep seeing him. Um, It just didn't feel like we were either of us I don't think we're at the point where we wanted where we felt certain about each other to be like locked alone in a room together right Mar I was just like that's I'm that's the hottest fucking thing easy communication I mean it wasn't easy but like safe communication yeah it's like oh can we actually safely? be exclusive now because that I'm was so wet yeah turned on. it yeah. was so hot and I this <laughs> is my turn on so this is the segment now is just like I don't know what to call it but like something about like alternative kinks or something like that <laughs> yes. like my new fucking kink is safe communication and oh I can't I really can't tell you I'm sure some people are judging me or not understanding the level of terror I feel in sending something that's difficult to say, but just like, please trust that it's for a reason based on past yeah. experience. Um, and I'm not going to put people on blast by going into it, but it's not for no reason. Yeah. And that was so scary to me. It is the scariest. And it was received so kindly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. A few thoughts. I love the, what, how did you phrase it? Something kinks alternative kinks. kinks i don't know yeah. it could have more alliteration i think which you're good at so yeah i'll think on it <laughs> that's not an official title um but i like that and i think 
the fact that the first one you're coming across is safe communication is perfect because oh, I don't know. It just made me immediately think like safe and kink. And I was like the kink community, like That's now me, me as a representative of apparently stuck porn and now the kink community, not that I'm a part of it, but like, I guess I'm just speaking on these topics. Um, that defines the borders of the kink community. How do you know you're not a part of it? Well, I know I'm not a part of it. Like, oh, I, okay. have, I have nothing cool here to use in the bedroom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have no supplies that are like super no, kinky, no you know? supplies. I just have okay. stuff to get stuck into and that's it. But all I got is this dishwasher. Yeah, safe communication and kink is like actually inherently co- go together. Uh, like for people to have thing. that like type of, sex there has to be so much trust and communication and there has to be a feeling of safety and the same applies outside of sex it's like I am more attracted to you if you make me feel like I can tell you something that you're not gonna be happy about and like I can still say it and you're not going to react in a negative way like that's so simple so it's not it is very hard to find um because people come People come with all sorts of insecurities and reasons why they might lash out about something like that. And you're not the only one who's felt that way, you know, before of like, I can't come to this person with stuff. And then that carries on into the future. And you have to be proven wrong a million times with a new person before it finally sinks in. Like, okay, I can, I can do this with you. So I'm glad that you had that experience with him. Go non Steve. It felt great. It made me respect him even more. And it's so funny. I realized that like this concept that I think there's an idea that anything other than that, like a monogamous relationship is like so much harder and more complicated, bitch, fucking hooking up with someone that you don't know, like how they communicate or you don't know it's so much more work hookups oh and yeah. this isn't like a hookup like we go on real dates and we spend quality time together but the casual stuff is way more complicated totally because said- neither of you it's like oh it's so much more work and I'm trying to think of it as an opportunity to really hone my very poor communication skills yeah it is the best opportunity to do that I remember telling my therapist exactly what you just said a couple years ago when I was dating someone I wouldn't say casually but like it was the early stages and that is the hardest that is the hardest period and people don't talk about enough people talk about difficulties in long-term relationships and people talk about difficulties with dating and like finding a person that you would want to spend like so that you would want to keep dating kind of like yeah. about first dates and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you're in between a first date and a relationship anywhere right. along that spectrum like that is actually such undefined territory and where communication is almost the most important but it's also the hardest because you're anything like anything could mean anything. It's anything like, could what mean does anything. that mean in your in your language? Right. You communicate know. and now you have to like define to me what you just communicated to me because right. we might be thinking about this differently. And like even getting and whatever to that I step, assume in my head is a hundred percent wrong. It's always, always wrong. This is yeah. my other revelation. Whatever I think in my head it's always wrong. Assumptions assumptions are so easy at that point in a in the trajectory of like human relationship because because you're not comfortable enough yet to just ask like what do you mean by that by that or exactly how do you feel about that or whatever it takes a long time to be be comfortable enough 
to ask somebody questions that directly yeah. and to, and to represent yourself that directly too. Um, so it's so easy to just fall into assumptions. It's complicated. I'm proud of you. Dude, it's kooky as heck out here. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So I, it's exhausting. you're feeling good about where you guys are, wherever that is. I am. I finally got the clarity and, and the answer, by the way, the yeah. answer was, he was like, yes, our, our previous conversation was clear to me (laughs) (laughs) he I think he he was literally like yes that was clear (laughs) oh which is why I like him I don't know him to be clear for the listeners I don't live in the same place as Caroline I don't know this man I only know what she's told me on and off the podcast um and I'm behind whatever you want this to be like but at the same time, sometimes you say things about him and I'm like, that's endearing or or he treated you well or whatever. And I'm like, I know I'm rooting for the guy, even though he's different from, I think, what you like usually go for, or what you've expected or what you've assumed. Like, it's it's a good thing. It's pushing you in a good way. Yes, I will say, like, I really respect him. And that is fucking hot. I respect him. Like, I think he's a good person. He acts respectfully. There's nothing he does that I'm like, "Mm, we should change that. It's just like, do we have a deep enough connection? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And all of those things, again, sound like those are fucking bare minimum. But if you're one, if you're someone who's tempted to leave that kind of comment, like, show me your husband. Show me your husband and I'll tell you if it's the bare minimum. Listen, hot take, hot take for people like you and me who are so can talk to a fucking brick wall, like are so confident about who we are. Yes, we struggle with confidence in dating, but in our lives and as people like we know who we are, we can go up and talk to anyone like um, it is actually much easier to develop a quote unquote deep connection with someone or a, a a good vibe that feels good. I feel like that is a lot easier for people like you and me to find than it is to find somebody who just like you actually respect and who respects you and who treats you in the ways you oh. want and who you can communicate oh, yeah. with. Like those two things don't actually come together more often than not. And I have found that I can go on a date with almost anyone. Like when I was dating, I could go out with almost anyone and be able to talk to them and have a nice time. And like, yeah, maybe oh, you're gonna have a good time with me. Yeah, it's great. Right, you're fun. gonna have a great time with me. What is rare, though, is like, are you going to follow up with me and make plans when when we're a month in or two months in or whatever? Am I going to mm-hmm. be able to say to you that I, I don't want you to see other people or I do want to see other people or whatever? Like, are you going to be someone who I'm able to have those conversations with? That is a lot harder yeah. in my experience than Absolutely. just like connecting with a person. So anybody who's telling you that that's bare minimum stuff. I hear that from so many people, like whether online or in my real life, because I because I'll say stuff like that. I'll be like, oh, like he treats me respectfully. Or he does the things he says. He follows through the things he says. And people are like, Caroline, please. I'm like, bitch, line up your boyfriends right now. Line them up right now. Yeah. And I'll I'll eliminate all of them. None of them, most of them ain't doing it. Right. Or to find that person mm. if they are doing it. How many duds did you have to go through who weren't treating you respectfully? Like anybody who doesn't relate to yeah. that. What is the point of that comment? Either you're in a relationship right now that's not working or... I lost my, what the other thing was. That's probably it. That's it. It sounded good to me. It sounded good to me. No, this is, I feel like when, when I get that comment online, like I got this comment once 
I don't remember what I was talking about in a video on a YouTube video. I was talking through my thoughts about dating and how I'm trying to get better at it. I'm not ever talking about dating saying like, this is how you should do it. I'm just literally bearing my soul being like, I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure it out. You can watch a video if you want. Yeah. And somebody, I got a bunch of these comments on one video that were like, you're overthinking it. You need to chill out. Like you're in your head, you're overthinking it. And I just want to be like, you know what? That mm -hmm. comment comes from someone who hasn't been in some very dangerous relationships. Mm -hmm. No one who knows me would ever fucking tell me I'm overthinking it. Totally. They would be so proud of me, like trying to fucking think it. It makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to share that stuff. Yeah, it is hard to <sighs> share it. But I, as a fellow overthinker for very fucking good reason, it, it, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. And it's something I would never... No. shame you for that. exactly it's like why would you ever comment on someone trying to figure out their life i think also people are projecting all the time i have like a working theory that every yeah. single thing is a projection and like i don't know yeah. the person that wrote that is probably fucking mad at themselves for overthinking in their relationship or mad at their girlfriend for overthinking or whatever like I know I shouldn't take it. I shouldn't even be thinking about it. I know. Well, how could you? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm definitely like collecting data on this to write a book in the future about how everything is a projection. Yes. So I feel like something that I noticed over the holidays, um, not just with family, family, friends, and I feel like it puts a spotlight on kind of like the roles that everyone plays for each other. And I was becoming very acutely aware in my family dynamic and my friend dynamics of the role that I think I play and whether I still want to play it or not. And I wrote that down and I don't have it like all, you know, obviously figured out, but I just wrote down the roles we play for other people and how those expectations wow. or projections affect how we exist in the dynamic because um, it was coming up for me a lot. And I feel like I have often played certain roles in the relationships in my life that have been good, like that I consider positive, good relationships. But as I change and age and whatever, like I need those roles to shift and there's not always space for them to shift or it throws everything else off. It's like a domino effect. Do you, it's abstract, but do you hear yeah. me? A hundred percent. I think about that a lot with family. It's I, could talk about it endlessly but what caught my ear there was you saying the role you play with friends I feel like I don't think about that as much mm -hmm. but that's so interesting I feel like I've put so much less attention to that but of course it that exists for everybody because it's not as it's not as like fraught I think with friends at least for me right and probably right I'm assuming for you it's not necessarily a bad thing but it is uncomfortable like I tend to be the planner in my friend groups and I have always been happy to take on that role and it's not even mm -hmm. that I'm unhappy to take it on now but I think I just started to become more acutely aware of the fact that like that is my role and on the occasion and this actually didn't happen this example did not happen over the holidays so if I have friends listening we're cool guys we're all cool because I have also had this problem where people are like oh my god are you talking about me oh my god is it me and first of all I'll tell you when it's you yeah and second of all so what if it's you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean we're not friends. Like you also have thoughts. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but I would tell you first. I would tell you first. Right. And if it's, it's you in real life, I'll tell you first. Yeah. I'm actually not thinking about anyone specifically or any 
specific example. I just, the feeling came over me. Like maybe really the topic is just me changing what I, the role I want to play. I feel like I, I'm Mm -hmm. a bit, I'm tired. Like I, I'm tired of the roles that I've played before for people. And I still want to be a really great friend and be there for people and present and like I'm like indebted to my friends like they've done so much for me and I want to do the same for them like it's um it's a it's a strong bond with so many close friends that I have in my life and I don't want that to go away but I do think that like as I get older and my priorities shift and my energy levels change and just like what I'm able to bring to the table changes it becomes hard to navigate like what can I still be for you and what can I no longer be for you yeah if you have the role and you're not and you're just kind of in a trance doing it and you're not at least noticing it and then choosing it intentionally then it's very limiting yeah if you if you want to play that role you want to be able to choose it Yeah, exactly. As opposed to, I think what happens a lot is people get used to you playing a certain role and then it's assumed or it's expected. This happens in my family dynamic a lot. What a family member expects me to do based on all of the data that they've collected over my life of knowing me um, is projected on me before I even do it. Yeah. And I'm sure I do it too. It's like, it's human nature, but I think it's something Mm -hmm. that's at the root of a lot of interpersonal challenges. Yes. It's like you didn't even give the person to a chance to do something different because you just projected your expectation of them based on what you know of them. And now we're in the same pattern we've been in for years. Um, and that's so limiting. It's so yeah, limiting and frustrating. It is limiting. I like got the other day I was with my siblings and one of my parents was going to come home and I just decided I already knew what mood they were going to be in. And I started verbally having a fight with them, a future fight with them before they were there. Stop. And I was like, and they're going to say this and I'm going to say that and fuck you. And like, and then I stopped myself. I was like, they're not even here yet. Who? I was like, wow, I'm having a whole fight without any help and nobody's here. I've done that. I have those fights in the shower. It's like my shower time oh, yeah. is when I'm, and I win. Scripting fights. I win them all. Yeah, scripting fights, scripting my responses to people pissing me off, like practicing, I don't rehearsing. even think that's a bad thing. I think that is a, a way of expressing a certain emotion out of you. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's true. It's processing. I think it was shitty that I like subjected my my siblings to it. <laughs> but, but did you, when they got there, did you actually act on anything or was it just your... No, when they got there, I didn't act on anything. I mean, I had a very like physical body reaction. Like my, I don't know. I just like my whole body shut down. I've been struggling with some family things, but. um, Isn't that interesting how your body, like this stuff manifests in your body so much. I've never had it so intensely as over this holiday break. Mm, That's terrible to hear. I I had it I thought I was sick. I thought I was getting sick. And then I just got away for one hour and I was like, oh. oh, I'm fine. That's when going for a walk outside is like the the only trick in the book. That's what I did so much of when I went home during the pandemic, like lockdown. I just remember I used to call them my manic walks. I would go on an hour and a half mm. walk by myself every day. And it's amazing how much they help because it, it is a physical oh my God. reaction that you get sometimes. It's crazy. The, the body keeps the score. The Did you read that? 
I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know the title and I feel like I really metabolized it. <laughs> the body in the body. Um, <laughs> the body, the body knows. I have it in my Amazon like saved items. That's like you read it. Yeah, you read it. You read it. Do you remember? Not do you remember? This is like three weeks ago. Of course you remember. Um, <laughs> In our first or second episode. Is your brain broken? We went into the our Google searches. Oh, yeah. I feel like another segment idea is Amazon wish list or saved items. Oh, I don't even do that. Almost everything in mine. I don't have that many things in here, but a lot of times it's yeah. stuff that I like put into my cart on a whim. And then I realize later on when I'm going to buy it that it's fucking dumb and I don't need to buy it because I'm not going to use it. Right. And then I just click on like add to saved items. So it's still I still have a log of it, but I'm not spending money on it at this point (laughs) why do you want the log so so it's really not that decisive that it's stupid you're you're kind of on the fence i'm kind of i guess i'm on the fence but some of these things have been in here for years like i'm i'm probably never buying any of these things bitch give us the log well give us the log before i slap you it's mostly books because what happens is people suggest a book to me and i'm like oh that sounds amazing the body keeps the score yes i resonate (laughs) with that title immediately and then I add it to my Amazon cart while I'm with them because I'm like, oh, my God, you mentioned that? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, and I add it. That's so And funny. then I put my phone away and keep doing whatever we were doing. Living my life freely. And then the next day I go to my Amazon cart and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to read this book. I'm not going to read that book. And I move it to my saved items. So that is one of the books. So you're doing it earnestly. What I my version of that, this is stupider. And if I've done this to someone in my life who's listening to this, I'm sorry, but whatever you recommended to me was boring. <laughs> when people recommend something to you and they're like looking at you in a way where they're like, why aren't you doing something? Why aren't you writing this? it like, down? Oh, I should get my phone. Why aren't you writing it down? I'll just like open a page in my notes app and I'm like, oh, hold on, please. Let me, how do you spell that? I do it all and the time. And it'll just be a note that just says like one word. What am I going to do with that note? I'm never, it's not on my to-do list because I don't want it muddying my to-do list. It's just like a note I'll, as soon as you go to the bathroom, I'm deleting it. Yeah, it's a note that says the body keeps the score and there's nothing else in that <laughs> note and you're deleting it as soon as you see it the next time you look at your notes. I do the same thing. This weekend when one of my friends was in town, she was looking at the books I have on my bookshelf, <laughs> which I've probably read. I've probably read in full 25% of the books that are on my bookshelf. That's a good rate. And I've probably read like the first quarter of another 50% and then some of them I haven't even that's a hundred percent right that's perfect math that that's a hundred percent add it up and so she grabbed one of the books and she was like oh my gosh can I can I borrow this and I was like I've never read that please for the love of God take it and she was like she was like did you buy it and I was like I think somebody gave it to me like what was the book it was um I think it's called Florida which I love Florida yeah Florida by Lauren Groff. It's like a bestseller, like okay. very highly acclaimed. Yeah. I'm just not, I think you are different. You are more of a reader than I am. Um, no, I'm not. Are you no, not? I'm, illi- I'm, basic- I'm basically illiterate. Uh, so no, am I. I'm not more of a reader. I was just saying that I like Florida the state. I'm not going to read that book. Oh, I, kn- I know that that's what you're saying, but I was just taking us to a bigger topic of like, I have an impression oh. of you that you read. Because your sister's a oh writer and because we both- I'm illiterate. we were like no. good at English in high school. So oh I'm like, gosh. oh, those two things mean she reads. <laughs> I do be reading at times, but it's painfully slowly. I am very verbal and I love to write and I love to learn and I love to consume. Um, I usually end up doing it odd 
ideally. I um I really struggle reading. It, it usually has to be in some other form. I will read, but it's just painfully slow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm exactly the same way. And I think that's resulted in me just not reading at this point. But well, reading is just a way to learn. It doesn't who gives a fuck. Somebody told me. When they read, they don't like hear the words in their head. A voice in their head. That's yeah. I think that's like one of the worst ways to read. And it's why I'm a really slow reader. Same. No, I'm doing a full performance in different voices in my head. It's the and only way. And I have way. to reread the paragraphs. Right. Yeah. Me too. You don't have a voice in your head. Okay. That's just confirmation that we're both auditory, maybe more auditory learners. But um, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the stuff in my Amazon list is boring books the body keeps the score it didn't start with you they're all like books about trauma um (laughs) this one is humor seriously why humor is a secret weapon in business and life sounds interesting won't read it won't buy it i mean see something like that i it's like i believe you i believe exactly except i believe i accept the conceit of this book i'm i've read it good word conceit yeah i'm totally on board (laughs) with the conceit the thesis and I've, I've got it. We've got it. Don't need to read it. Um, but sometimes <laughs> I look at this list and I remind myself of the titles and I'm like, that's true. Good reminder. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just like it's just like a reflections. It's like mantras assembled via book titles. Yeah. For you. That's yeah. all it is. And then there's this there's a bunch of Tupperwares. <laughs> So why are you on the fence about the Tupperware? What's keeping you from going in? I just think spending money on Tupperware when I usually get it via like my mom sending me home with food that she's made me or whatever. Okay. Like I have a mental block about buying my own Tupperware, but sometimes I look at my collection of Tupperware and I'm like, I could really do better. This is chaos. Yeah. (laughs) I could do better. (laughs) I'm better than this. (laughs) I'm better than this and I won't, but I won't spend the money on it. So I have expensive Amazon Tupperware in here, a fuzzy sweatsuit that's like fleece lined get that come on i should get that you're right oh my god i do have a segment okay this is a rant this is okay i don't know what this segment okay i'm gonna i'm gonna title the segment right now this is probably called this is a segment i'm titling it's it's a petty complaint it's a petty it's a petty complaint perfect i mean what else could we expect from you go on what else would i ever (laughs) say okay um why 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 do like i want to say all men but then like one dude out there is going to get offended why do 99 percent of men have such boring instagram stories it's like yeah and and men who i think are interesting or smart and like has something to offer who i like or friends or whatever and it's like all they can do is like picture of the tv picture of my food picture of a place it's like can you put a little artistry in <laughs> picture of a sports game, picture of a hockey game? You don't even like hockey. Picture of food, picture of plate, picture of TV, picture of a dog. Best case scenario. It's 100% best case scenario. I mean, the fuck? if you're even getting pictures from them, that's something. Because I feel like a lot of the times it's just sharing, sharing a post. Somebody else's oh, Instagram yeah, yeah, post. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think I'm talking about when they create their own. Yeah. And it's like, you seem you what how are they so it's almost like why are you posting it in the first place like was this did this need to go on the internet well because they want people to slide into their dms i get yeah did this need to go you continued to eat today i mean obviously there are also obviously women who do that too but i feel like i know so many i feel like i just know a higher percentage of women who post like weird 
or interesting or opinionated or like creative things. And every dude, it's like, I don't need to see the hockey game you're watching on your television. Yeah. With your feet up on the table one more time. I I don't even, I know you and I don't even think you're into this. The Why? Dude, like who, can you think of some men who post really, that you know in person that post interesting Instagram stories? No, interesting? Absolutely not. No. They might post, maybe they'll post a selfie with their girlfriend. <sighs> it's still not interesting. <sighs> That's barely, it's like a half a step up. It's like, and she probably made you post that. So I don't know. I just wouldn't be like, I- I'm not seeing much people are gonna get so mad at me for making such a like broad generalization. Everything Sorry, is I'm broad generalizations. It. Everything's a generalization. Listen, I have the microphone. You're not in control. It's like <laughs> obviously we know that there are exceptions to everything. You know it's true. If you're upset about this, you know it's true. Like I just want to see some dudes like interpret the world to me interpret your experience i actually don't want to see commentary that. i actually would rather not i don't want to see that either i, I would really rather see that but like i'm like give me give me a thought give me a fucking thought i just don't want them to post a story at all if you have nothing interesting to say i believe you that there's nothing interesting to say don't prove it to yeah, me but some, <laughs> don't prove it to me but some of them are people who i'm like you're more interesting than this. yeah i see i know what you're saying yeah you know would I you like you're better than this would you consider that to be something that's like a turn off for you how much does a guy's instagram mm, presence no no matter First of all, almost you? no man yes the hottest way you can have an instagram is to not have one that's the hottest oh although those are also like a hundred percent of sociopaths not having one at all is a little bit bizarre yeah having one that you have I mean, like five pictures on and don't really uh, use i would say that's the hot way you know that kind of makes me mad too though actually now i'm thinking about it it's mysterious and it works it works on me if you have a lot of followers and a lot of pictures and posts on your story all the time as a well that's bad as a man like yeah you're a thought like and i'm a thought i get it but i don't want you to be a thought you know or if you're like i think the worst way for a guy to have an for a guy that like i'm interested in or something to eliminate himself is to have one where he's like always posting like all his like cool going out. Yeah. Like I'm cool. Look at how cool I am. Yeah. I just hate cool people, but, or people who think they're cool, I guess. But so that's the worst. Maybe a picture of your TV and a picture of your dogs. But I'm, I'm not even mad at those guys. It's not, it's not an ick. It doesn't, um, it doesn't take you out of the running for me. I'm just genuinely like confused. Right. Why they, why they'd be boring me so hard. The guys who I'm, tightest with my boyfriend etc like yeah those are good men they're good men and they know not to post my boyfriend posts when he like cooks his whole instagram is cooking there's not like not a picture of him Aww. on his instagram so he but that's his passion that's it's his not passion. just like look what i ate yeah it's his passion and he's creating something he created it yes that's true it's not yeah. it's not what he ate it's like i made this dope recipe and here's a picture right and then my my like best guy friends I guess sometimes it'll be, you know, the classic like beer at a baseball game post, but I'll listen, I'll allow it. I'll I'm do not, that sometimes I'm not too. I'm not mad about it. Right. I'm not mad about it and I won't not kiss it. It's just, <laughs> I'm just genuinely, I'm just, it's a genuine question. Like why? I know interesting men and I know interesting women and I only like the women's Instagram stories. Okay. What, what is interesting about like one of our woman friends, Instagrams? Is it actually objectively more interesting? They'd be funny ass hoes. Yeah, that's true. Or, or are they just my friends? Or or do I just not like the same things? Yeah, and we like the same yeah. things as them. 
I do think there's a creative aspect. I think there's a creative aspect to it. I do too. Or like a the the aspect of like doing something creative publicly that some people are uncomfortable with. I don't know. That's actually something I'd like to explore because I feel like that is definitely what I get out of social media and what I enjoy right. about like putting up an Instagram story is it's a quick creative outlet in my day. Like yeah, a quick way for me to like say a funny thing that popped into my head or whatever, express something um, and get like immediate gratification of like you, even if it's just you responding. It's all, it's all often me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, got him today <laughs> on to tomorrow. You know, <laughs> got that bitch again. <laughs> and when I see your story, I also do the thing where when I see like my closest friend's stories, I, just behave as though they only posted it. They posted it specifically for me, and I respond to like every single post. You know? I think you. I think you told me about that. That cracks me. I up. do do. Well, that. who does? Who doesn't do that? Some sometimes I notice myself doing that, and I'm like, oh, I'm being a weird aunt right now. Like I have yeah. to, to tone it back. That, that's me on Instagram, and I'm like more than happy to to take that role, take that role on. Speaking of roles that are expected, that can be expected into perpetuity, but. I do get frustrated that people, I feel like some people judge you if you use Instagram a lot or like use stories a lot or whatever. Like it's like, oh, like you think you're cool. And it's like, I do think I'm cool, actually. So what was the, <laughs> <laughs> what what was your point? Um, Did you not laugh? What was your point? And? Are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> you're still following. You responded. Like, I don't know. That's I feel like so people funny. get a lot of shade for posting stories. Wait, where have you gotten shade from people? Like they've actually said something to you or you're get you're like trying to read someone's vibe? Well, I just think you started this with being like men's Instagram stories versus women's. I feel like there are men out there. And I know this from like guy friends of mine who kind of judge if a woman is like overly active right. on Instagram. When I asked you, oh, is that yeah. an ick? Is it an ick or, or is it weird to you if a guy has over posts or under posts or whatever it actually is a thing for some guys about women because women tend to be more active on there and so they might actually yeah, have yeah, an yeah. opinion like oh if she's posting on her story all day like not gonna be the bitch for me and not that i'm posting on my story all day but if i was i'm i'm fucking allowed to and i do post you know when i feel so moved and i feel like i'm keeping the people fed so <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a public service. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there before you spiral. Yeah. I think it's very different. I actually do feel like I understand guys who feel that way. I feel like I understand what they're talking about. And I feel like I understand the kind of girl or person, the kind of post that they're talking about, where it's just like me, 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 selfie, me, whatever, um, as opposed to someone who's like putting ideas out there. Even if the idea is just like, this is a funny joke. Right. That's like your livelihood. That's your work. That's your passion. That is your, I cooked this whole meal. That's your art. Yeah. Um, and I really do like, I, I, that is a difference. It's a different thing. And also I worry a lot about like, I hate telling guys that I am a YouTuber. I have an Instagram. I don't work on my Instagram as like a business, but it is mostly being used to promote my business yep. on YouTube. And also I like to be silly on there. I've always loved posting funny Instagram stories, but I, I'm so afraid of like meeting a new guy on a date and telling them that that's my livelihood. 
because a lot of people judge it. One time, literally on a dating app, I saw somebody put, it was on Hinge and they have those prompts and it was like, we should not go out if, it was so funny. He was like, if you think influencers are cool. (laughs) I was like, first of all, who thinks they're cool? Who thinks they're, I don't think anyone (laughs) thinks they're cool. Cool isn't the word. Who the fuck thinks they're cool? No, it's like, I bet there's an inf- one or two influencers that you do also follow, but I don't think you're just like, no, no one's saying influencers. Cool. Everyone hates influencers. We agree on that. Everyone agrees on that. Like, I'm not going to meet. Well, you, I don't think we're going to get along. I don't think I'm cool. Yeah. Very limited vocabulary from that guy. There's like a version of myself on dating apps that would have responded and been like, what if I'm an influencer or something, you know, like sometimes know. you take, the I bait. can't take the bait. Yeah. You shouldn't. I can, no, I can't take the bait. I, all I do is take the bait. All mm. I do is like, I'm, I'm so, um, affected by a neg, like negs were invented for me yeah. and they work on me. So I can't, I can't do it's it. It's hard not to. I'll fall in love with him. I'll fall in love with him. Next thing you know, Oh my God, you hate me. <laughs> You're validating my own self-hatred. That's like actually a thing, know. you know. Of course um, it's a thing. It's my it's my only thing. Yeah, it's my only thing. You see me. It means like you see me. Yeah, true. I have a note tab where I write down thoughts and segments I want to touch on possibly in the podcast. And one of the segments I wrote down, I don't know how this is a segment. It just says <clears throat> saying squisitely spelled apostrophe <laughs> S-Q- you I squisitely instead of exquisitely so okay you did text me about this and I do have questions (laughs) (laughs) is it that the segment is called squizzically squizzit you didn't understand you didn't understand I don't know I honestly don't remember writing it down I don't know what the point was but there's something there I'm having a hard time saying that squizzily yeah I keep saying (laughs) squizzically like quizzically but Squizzic, yeah, squizzitly. There's nowhere to land. Squizzly. Squizzitly. It all kind of it be it becomes squizzily. Squizzily. Maybe it's not a good segment. So if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Maybe if you've liked any of our episodes, share them. We would love that. Um, leave a review. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing to do when you like an episode. It helps a lot. You can leave it reviews on Apple. We have been loving reading through them. And Caroline posted some on her Instagram. They were all sorts of delightful so definitely do that rate us on the podcasting apps and follow us on instagram if you feel like it yeah i, I think i'm gonna do some kind of poll or interactive thing on instagram to ask um on not for everyone pod not the number four everyone pod asking about what you guys are enjoying so far what what you could take a little less of right um it's different for everybody. Everybody's here for different things. Jess and I are here for different things. And we don't, those things change week to week. Yeah, they do. So we're just figuring out as we go. Being chill. We're being chill about it. Because I'm not chill about anything else in life. Being trill. Trill. Yes. Very trill. Yeah. So if you want to weigh in, follow us on Instagram. I'll probably be doing a poll. You can give us your two cents. The end. I love your polls. You always ask the best poll questions on your personal Instagram page like you have a really good way of phrasing the question you have an aesthetically pleasing way of setting up the story it's nice it's nice to participate in so everybody thank you I feel like I've learned a lot about polls I mean in my in my software development job I did a lot of research uh, because I was also doing UX design and UX research anyway that was a pretty stupid statement I made
Which one? I don't no, know. It's sometimes not. I talk and sometimes I talk and it's pointless. I mean, sometimes everyone talks and it's pointless. I've been talking to you for an hour and 50 minutes and I feel good about it. Okay. There are many people that I could not do this with because they say far more pointless things than you do. So if you had one, then congratulations, you're doing pretty good. Well, congratulations. I'm so touched by the way you just sat back dejected in your chair at me saying that was pointless. You're like, what? I want to bathe in the things that you say. Like, I'm just taking it all fucking in, please. Stop. Give it. Give me more all the time. If no one Maybe listens we'll to get... our podcast, I'll still be listening to it. <laughs> that is really what matters. Yeah, I feel the same. Okay. Have a great week, you guys. Until next week. I'm thinking of getting an ass tat that says "too much." Oh, that's so good. I know. We'll see if I actually do it, but. It just titillates me so much to think Too about. Much. Would it span? Would they? Would the words span the crack, or would they? No, be they would be really small, asymmetrically to one yeah, side. Yeah, really small, asymmetrically to one side. Like when Instagram models have their like butts out in a thong bikini, and they have yeah. the little oh. yeah. But it'll just say too much. Oh, that's good.